0: Lock TALK RADIO
1: It's September 30th, 2018. Hello and welcome to Working for 11 Radio Show, where Progressives for Change present Opinions that Matter. Tonight, we're joined by co-host Jeff Brown, and I'm your moderator, Leroy McKnight. Please remember, good leadership is never about power and control, but rather for the honor and the privilege of serving you, the members, in the interest of you, the membership. Or you could supplant community for members in either instance. So that applies to leaders elected outside of unions to high office. Not thinking of anybody in particular. <laughs> uh, we have a few announcements. Um, As UAW members, we're required to participate in the election process. We here at Working for a Living encourage everyone to register and vote. Registration typically must be done 30 days days prior to the election. Uh, This week is registration week, and we know, it's been reported, that over 100 million U.S. citizens do not vote. Please take the time out of your busy schedule and vote this time. There's just a lot at stake, as you can see, every day for the last several weeks. That com- that's just captivating and compelling in the news. So. Announcement number two, Working for a Living continues to support Medicare for each and every person in the United States. Working, uh, announcement number three, Working for a Living continues to sp- support Medicare Separation of corporations and state. Announcement number four, Michigan Governor Snyder, R, that's an R after his name, continues to threaten union workers and jobs with the use of non-union workers to complete the road work because of his orchestrated dispute regarding union wages. Announcement number five, this past week, Trump's union busting executive orders have been overturned by a federal judge. Thank you, Judge, for doing that. Um, announcement number six, the FBI is, is investigating federal appellate Judge Brett Kavanaugh in what has turned, about, turned out to be the most contentious Supreme Court nomination in our country's history. sad this is going on, the greater uh, thing at, at risk here is Roe v. Wade. Let's not forget that. And there's people on both sides of this issue. But, you know, as I talk to my peers near my age, we all remember coat hanger abortions and women dying after they'd been raped and became pregnant and that can't be reversed. It just simply can't be reversed. It needs to be there for those women who choose whatever they do between their selves or family and their higher power or God. Whatever their decision is, needs to be able to be done. And that's what this is all about. At least we forget. How bad it was in the late sixties and early seventies with poor young women dying in this process, and a little more on that I actually uh, twenty some years ago, four or five years ago, I attended the county next uh, to this county, their county fair and There was a booth there for the union and union label. And a couple booths down was uh, the uh, uh, Pro-Life folks. Three women were staffing that. And I had a little education process with them regarding what I just said here. Those three women, upon my completion of what I said, Said nothing. They wrapped up the boxes and their briefcases and left without ever saying another word. They did not know what they were supporting until I educated them. So let that resonate with some of the people that are too young to know how bad it was before Roe v. Wade. Announcement number eight, Work, team working for a living. And, and you know, I mean, it's just tearing this country apart, this issue. And, uh, you know, it, it's just sad that it's become this, this divided. We hope that everybody can find it in themselves to support what's right. So announcement number eight. Team Working for a Living extends a warm welcome to all of our new listeners. Thank you for choosing us, and we hope you indeed find value in our format and content. Thanks again for all the new people. We really appreciate it. Our numbers are uh, really amazing this fall, uh, and uh, we we really appreciate everybody taking the time out to listen and uh, uh, work uh, and make wake work a little better for everybody as you uh can work toward what 's right who knows what 's right, but if you get educated about it, maybe you can find your own right so uh we have some emails and uh, messages uh so we'll get through some of these. I had a few old messages uh and some subsequent that i people send them to me, and i don 't get them in fact, one or the other. Uh, women from another caucus swears that she called me, and I, I never received a call, but uh, I did find her email some almost a year later, so it was untimely. Uh, it was a PM uh, in Facebook, uh, but it was untimely by the time I got it. I did uh, comment on an article she wrote to uh, give her kudos for doing that, however. I thought that mended all that, but I'm not sure. But I get these, and they set in the sidelines, and I don't go over there and see these. I was going through my Facebook once I reopened it because I I uh, hid it for a while. I just reopened it and looked and found a few of these uh, through the week, and I thought I'd uh, get those out there and do some housekeeping here. So here we go. Uh, your slate had several vice presidents list, listed but did not indicate what position they were running for. Why? Vice-president position is not uh, for a particular job. Uh, it is only for the position of vice-president. And at the president's uh, pleasure, the president assigns which jobs the vice-presidents would uh, ascend to and, and begin to take on. We here at Working for a Living had extended conversations about uh, the makeup of the UAW, it is about one third of the Detroit three, about one third, a little more of uh, what's called IPS, independent part suppliers. Those folks that are working in small job shops now are around 35 percent, and the balance uh, is tops. Technical office professional services, and that ranges from state workers, county workers, local workers, uh, and any casino uh, workers, any any uh, positions like that. The writers' union comes into that as well. So we had actually discussed uh, assigning, having the president uh, assigning the the three vice presidents in that manner. Uh, Detroit 3, IPS, and TOPS. And that would be more uh, representative of the membership so that all three Detroit 3 companies would have one vice president. Uh, So there would be no more of this whipsawing stuff going on. You deal with the same, same person. There's some advantages and some disadvantages of that, but that's to answer your question. uh, Vice presidents don't run for a position. They, I know there's some people out there that were trying to do that. Uh even the Ruther caucus has, has uh not done that. And in fact, uh Norwood Jewell thought he was gonna be the vice president for General Motors and uh a day or so after being elected Dennis Williams assigned him to the uh uh FCA, former Chrysler Division or Department of the UAW. So uh, that's at the pleasure of the President, just to understand that, okay. I hope that answered your your question. I know it 's uh, a while coming because that, some of these were set in there for a while so um, two uh, thank you for sending a uh, mailing to my home as uh, on a side here we We were the first caucus to mail to every delegate's house. Uh, we don't have those addresses for you, so you understand that. That's done through the UAW, through a printer. We take all of our material to the printer and the postage requirement, and then that's paid for by us and not the union. And the uh, the union supplies the list of addresses for the delegates. So that's how that handled. But uh, to finish the, uh, the email here, uh, mailing to my home, as someone sent a to convention by my members to vote against the Ruther caucus, I must ask, you talk uh, about a lot of things wrong with the UAW, but don't focus on the positives. Why? Well, when you're running for office, um, and and first of all, I believe we did say we love our union. We prefaced all of that by saying we love our union, and we wouldn't have no other union Uh, so it's, while you're seeing a lot of things that we talked about in that mailing and in the plan at UAW, or I'm sorry, at workingforaliving.org forward slash plan, that's still there. Anybody want to go look at it? Uh, and, uh, there was 15 pages of things that only the delegates were made aware of until after convention, um, and that 15 pages are prefaced by saying we have a great union and how much we love our union, I believe. And then uh, it went on to talk about things that we'd like to change. And we, for example, the temporaries. Uh, our Constitution says no more than three months for a temporary employee. Uh, or. Um, uh, I think there's a different word they use, but it's essentially the same. Uh, And that's in the contract, the contracts are in contrast with our UAW Constitution. Uh, So those are some of the things that are wrong, that have been allowed to be wrong, uh, and put into black letter print by the current administration, uh, then current and current. uh, And we uh, aspire to change all of that. Uh, in, in concert. You know, everybody saw and approved those 15 pages. Uh, so just know that's uh, out there. We actually finished those after we sent the mailing because it was we knew what we were talking about but we'd, and we'd approved it. But the final approval actually uh, was done uh, after the mailing went out. But it, if needed, we would have adjusted it. So um, just know that there are some things that are out there that need to be changed and those are the things we talked about. But we know there are a lot of good things about our union, and we don't want to ever discount that. So that's, I hope that answers your question. Uh, three, uh, thanks to everyone associated with your show. Keep up the good work to educate me and others. Uh, location withheld. So thanks for your well wishes, and we sure appreciate that. Four, while I didn't. Did not like hearing it. Thank you for informing me about the pension reduction language. Uh, we don't like hearing it either. It's one of those things that are negative that we'd like to change. Uh so location withheld from that one. Uh, number five, uh, this, is, this is a little uh, interesting. Uh, I'm sorry, but I could not in good conscience vote to elect a UAW president who could approve his own lawsuit and personally benefit by tens of millions of dollars. Location withheld. Well, you have your right to vote. Whoever your you conscious uh, dictates to you. Just uh, uh, you know, thank you for participating in the process. Uh, and number six, in full disclosure, I did receive a personal email from someone in communication with another group. Unfortunately, only a photo came through, and the rest was empty. empty. So that uh, that's in full disclosure of the communications that received either recently or uh, during the summer break uh, around convention time. So that concludes the emails and messages. Uh, Let's see. I want to thank all the email writers and message writers. Uh, Let's go on to this week's definition. SCOTUS, S-C-O-T-U-S. It's an acronym. Uh, Supreme Court of the United States. Some know. Some don't know. Now you do know. (laughs) Okay. It's that simple. Uh, This week's quote Interesting quote from almost uh, probably, I'm going to say, 80 years ago. Nobody will ever deprive the American people of the right to vote except the American people themselves. And the only way they could do this is by not voting. Franklin Delano Roosevelt, 32nd President of the United States kind of poignant right now because of the um election going on and all the stuff that's now before us uh that we need the hundred million people to get out there register and vote and want to thank our brother uh ta uh for uh getting that out to us this quote in such a timely manner this is really on point uh let me um bring on uh jeff brown here um Hi Jeff, how you doing? I'm okay, Leroy. In a little
0: bit of pain, but I'm all
1: right. Yeah, you know this weather. You know we've had some some, you know, real low pressure system here the last couple of days. We did have some sun, but it's uh, it is what it is. I suppose my my back, for some reason, I guess, been doing a few different things uh, physically, uh, and not sitting in this chair quite so much. Uh, so my back's feeling pretty good, notwithstanding the low pressure that came through. Uh, so I hope you feel better, there, buddy. Uh, what's going on down there in your area? Anything special?
0: Well, we got some uh, communities around on this part of state that are trying to recover from last week's tornadoes. One was just north of Monroe. Frenchtown. The other one also to a plant. Five the top the prop road and, uh, and Jefferson had somebody and, uh close the uh nobody got hurt by all but they did they did have some major uh Uh, damages to some homes I've seen one picture of a house um, with a blue tarp on its roof and one whole side of the garage was missing and you can see everything inside the garage was okay the car everything else but one whole side of the garage was just totally blown off uh So, they're trying to recover from that. Uh, Like I said, I didn't hear any uh, injuries. But I am glad that we didn't work last week because we have tornado warnings. Our drills, we're supposed to gather in between two robot lines. And I work in a body shop. So, when you're standing there, the first thing that you think of is that scene in the movie Twister where they go in to the farmer's barn and try to hide, but to get all the sharp tools and stuff hanging out in the walls and the rafters. Um, so, if we had a tornado in our plant, probably just get all killed because of the heavy metal and the robots and the sharp parts. And those robots work off Four hundred and eighty volts of electricity. So that wouldn't be a very good sign. Um, my back's bothered me because I was trying to work on my car yesterday and couldn't do it. I had to give up. Right. I'm okay. Right down here is okay. Uh, yeah, right. I... yeah. uh,
1: that That storm that you're talking bad. about that went through was so bad. That I Here in Lansing, as I was moving around the community that evening, I looked to the southeast where Detroit is, and a little south of Detroit, and there were some just an unbelievable lightning strikes going off that just seemed to light up the whole area. And I called you, Jeff, as I think you recall, to see if you were going to be okay, because yep. it just looked bad, man. This was one heck of a storm that went through that area. So I, anybody that you know, got displaced or had property damage, we wish them the best for sure in the community there. So you're lucky that you didn't lose your place of work too because, you know, I mean, there's people out there that think they can sabotage the work and think that's going to make some sort of a point. But if you sabotage right. or just cause your building to go south, uh, this is everybody's livelihood, folks. And, you know, you, you know, you're lucky to have it where you're at. There's a whole lot of folks that, uh, you know, don't have uh, a plant, auto plant in their communities, certainly love to have one, So, and certainly other countries are taking our work. So let's not let's not do any damage to our plants and stuff like that. I hear that from time to time from people. I thought I'd address that as well, but we certainly don't want any natural disaster to happen either. Would you agree with that, Jeff?
0: Well, I agree. Yeah. It wouldn't take much to take those these new plants down. Most of them are um, vinyl sidings. and um, you know, we had that fire a couple of years ago, and it just melted a big piece of that wall.
1: Right. But yeah. You, somebody provided us a, a photo of that fire. That was that was that was enormous fire at your plant.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, right um,
1: outside where I work. Yeah, uh, I understand there's some construction going on down there at Lordstown. They're digging a great big hole. That's kind of nice. Um, somebody was was asking about it. Friend said that's where they're going to put the bodies, but he was just kidding. Believe me, <laughs> he was just kidding. It's uh, it, it we think it's going to be something really good for the Lordstown folks. So we'll we'll see. Uh, that's you know it's a real good sign uh, that they're doing that, uh, and, and we'll just sit back and watch and see what's going on. You know, we still have that tit for tat out there, and so far we haven't had to exercise that much, but. um we're just uh, we were sitting back watching, you know, sitting back watching. Um, uh, what else uh, was going on? Uh, we got the contract for Spring Hill, their local agreement. Uh, I haven't been able to read it all yet. There's some nice things in there and some things that, have, you know, just this, this got continued. We'll see uh, once we get a chance to go through the whole thing. Uh, this has been a long time coming, uh, so... Uh, I'll get that over to you Jeff so you can take a look at it too uh Thank speaking you. of contracts um you know in 2015 uh both Jeff and I were invited after there was a little problem with another another person who was supposed to do some contract uh review and it didn't happen and a lot of people got mad and and a, a radio uh, uh moderator thought his show was sabotaged uh, Jeff and I got invited on to uh, another show uh, to review the GM and the Ford contract because the uh, uh, FCA contract had already been reviewed as it were uh, and uh, that show uh, so far this fall has not uh, Uh, come back on after Labor Day as it did a lot of years I believe it was 13 years and uh, even though Jeff and I made a decision for other reasons uh, because there was some threats being made and you know just like the First Amendment there's seven things you can't do Uh, if you're associated with those things you become what's called an accomplice and if you uh, talk about it, uh, you you could be charged with conspiracy, and in Michigan, uh, conspiracy is usually double what the prison sentence is. And neither Jeff nor I want to be accomplices or conspirators or associated with such uh, threats on that show. Uh, but having said that, when we left, the uh, moderator and the uh, we'll call him the owner of the show and his longtime co-hosts were very nice to us and neither they nor we had any real ill will towards one another. Uh, and they had said some kind things about us and prevented some things that that were going to be said negative. And we thanked them for that. And we always held them in high regard as well. Um, uh, Jeff, do you remember that? you want to say anything about that?
0: Yeah, that was a very um, controversial time when all these contracts came out. Uh, Chrysler Skill Trades voted down their their portion, but the UAW said their vote didn't count because they were wanting money um the Ford contract. Uh we had that big issue at local six hundred where there was alleged uh border fraud and under a national agreement at local six hundred and Right. So then, I assist,
1: I assisted in that appeal uh for that alleged vote. And we thought that should have had more merit than was given, but it didn't get it. But yeah, go ahead, Jeff. I just wanted to.
0: Yeah, it's just, you know, both guys were really good. They, they, you always said, they treated us good. We have great respect for them, and we hope to hear them back on the air soon.
1: Well, if they don't, yeah, I, gotcha. I just would like to pay tribute to both Don Couch and Scott Shingledecker for, uh, we don't know exactly, but we'll call it 13 years, at least 13 years, of dedicated service to the membership by and through their radio show to help to educate the members. We want to thank them for everything they've done. Uh, We want to uh, thank their listeners for everything they've done. Uh we hit a high water mark when we when Jeff and I went on that show, their listenership at that time when we went on was uh two hundred thousand. Uh in six weeks' time it went to six hundred and fifty three thousand to our knowledge. And uh I believe there was another person, a colleague, Teresa Dodge, uh that was also a part of that. Teresa has passed away. God rest her soul, uh, that uh, participated in a lot of that. And we heard that it was uh, about eight times that 653,000 at the high water mark, a lot um, of listeners. And we want to thank all those listeners. Thanks to the listeners that may have come from their show to our show. We really appreciate that. But more importantly, Don Couch and Scott Shingledecker did this for over a decade, and it's a lot of work. As Jeff and and others know, uh, you know, we do a full write-up on the posting, and we do a full write-up on our show notes. This is diagrammed just like a uh, a show, and it's it's a lot of work to do that every week. But for you, the members, it's important that you be aware of all of this, and they did it. They did it for 13 years. Thank you, brothers Scott Shingledecker and Don Couch. But more it, as important, you know you've had the support of your wives. And at least we forget the wonderful women next to you who supported you in that effort as well. So thank you and your families for doing that. We much appreciate it. Um, so uh kudos to you. Uh we don't know if you're coming back or not. Uh, but um, you know, we appreciate everything you did and uh we're we're humbled by that because we're only in our third year and uh you've been doing it another ten beyond that. So thank you for everything you did and many kudos to you If you don't come back on, you know, we wish you the very best as you continue in your life. I know Scott was thinking about retirement, and Donnie, he retired in the last, just before the uh, 2015 agreement, as I recall. So uh, we wish you the very best, and uh, thank you for everything you've done. So having said that, anything else you want to say uh, about them, Jeff? Well,
0: thank you, guys. And we hope to hear
1: from
0: you soon, yeah, okay
1: so uh so that takes care of that. Uh, I think that's pretty much everything we had. I know Jeff has some more on the Constitution, and I've got a couple things to cover a little uh, uh uh housekeeping from last weekend's or last week's report, and then a little more on uh uh my the report coming in this week, so um uh, Oh, I'll cover that in my report. Um, so, okay, Jeff, you want to do your, your uh, Constitution series? I'll just do a few few sections there in Article 16, I think you're in, if you would, please. Yeah, we're on
0: Article 16, Section 4. Article 16 is very long, so we're only going to do uh, four sections tonight. Um Section four is new language because this is bold print. It says the international union shall provide an official membership card. Peter just went blank. <laughs> there we go. Shall provide a an official membership card for other suitable suitable identification of membership in all local unions. Section five. Dues come from collected under Section 2 of this article will be allocated between the local union the, union, the International Union General Fund, and the International Union Strike Defense Fund as follows. A, for the first two hours, or one and a half, 1.15% of dues incoming collected from members under Section 2A, of this article or the first 1.4 hours or 0.05% of dues, in, of dues income collected from any member of this section to be of this article, the local union shall receive from members under section 2B of this article. This don't make those no sense at all. Um, the local union shall receive 38%. The international union general fund shall receive 32%, and the international union strike fund and defense fund shall receive 30%. That's better. B um, e, the remaining half of, of five hours the dues income are 0.29% shall be allocated entirely to the International Union Strike Fund, Strike and Defense Fund. Section 6, each local union must remit to the International Secretary-Treasurer a per-monthly month, per-capital tax equal to the portion of each member's dues income allocated in the International Union General Strike Fund and the International Strike and Defense Fund as specified in Sections 5A and 5B 5A and 5B of this article. Section 7A, all per capita taxes and other monies collected from the International Union shall be transmitted to the International Secretary Treasurer by the twentieth of each month following collection. All such per capital taxes and other monies are strictly the property of the International Union and in no case shall be part of of thereof be, be used by the local union except upon permission of the International Executive Board. B. Um, a local union failing to pay for capita tax due to the, due the international union within two months period shall stand automatically suspended until the local union has been reinstated through payment of deficiencies incurred unless exonerated from payment of the name, same as provided in this constitution. I saw we'll do now, Leroy. So we'll stop at Section 8 and pick up again next week.
1: That's fine, Jeff. Uh, I think you, you made comment that didn't make any sense, but I think you clarified that as you went further on there. It made yeah. sense then, correct? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, just want to make sure that you know, as you reported it, it seemed to make sense. So uh section 8 next next week is where you'll begin then so everybody understands okay and these right. this is a very long uh, article so uh it's going to take a little time for jeff to get through it and i hope this is uh, valuable information um all right do you have anything else on that jeff on that portion
0: no i don't you right
1: okay um uh i want to do some housekeeping on my uh, last week's report uh first uh we reported last week on uh September thirty being the snapshot day where uh uh pension funding levels are calculated at least that's the g m we we get a an annual statement it got bigger a couple years ago uh, uh, now, it, it, it's quite lengthy. It was just simply a page prior to that telling us what the fund was at. Now it has all manner of disclaimers and things in there, and you should be aware of this and that. Uh, and there's uh, the last paragraph in particular says you should make yourself uh, aware of all the contractual language, et cetera, and that regarding that. That's what we did last week for you. Um, today is that day, September 30. Uh, there were no and have not been any particular negative market moves uh regarding uh you know most markets in the world, so we would expect that there's no change in the pension funding level, and that's subject to change next September thirtieth uh we did uh in conversation, have to clarify at least to one, one person to say that this would not take effect October, but rather January 1st, if any changes were made according to the Pension Protection Act of 2006 that's been incorporated into our contract. Again, we would work ever so diligently to get any and all federal law removed from our contract, has no business in our contract codified in our contract it just does not okay if there's a federal law out there referencing it is enough okay you don't have to put it in our contract so it becomes automatic because what you've done is put retirees at great risk without the ability to appeal to the federal government like the teamsters did uh so again i believe and it's our opinion um that you the members that are retired and the future retirees uh, will be uh, okay January 1 of 2019. Uh, So we'll see what next year brings. But everybody needs to know what this date means to you. Okay. And that was reported in last year's and the year before as the snapshot date that this is calculated. They could change it. Okay, we don't know, but that's what was reported last year and the year before, so just be aware of that. Um, having said that, uh, regarding artificial intelligence and automotive uh, autonomous vehicles, I did not report on the facial recognition programs for artificial intelligence. They will machine learn your facial expressions. They will machine learn whether you're happy, sad, um, melancholy, whatever you might be, excited, uh, angry, whatever you might be. And they will adjust your ability. Oh, sleepy. If you're too sleepy, you've fallen asleep at the wheel, more than four seconds. If your eyes, eyelids close more than four seconds, they will take control of your vehicle even in the transition period here, and move it over to the side of the road till you seem to recover based on them. Yes, it's here. And this is current technology. It's just a matter of when they implement it into the car and how they transition to the full autonomy. Okay, from what we've described as um, analog driving, that's what we do. To full digital driving, that's what autonomous driving would be. Uh, so uh, they're going to uh, implement some of this stuff. We don't know if they're going to retrofit it or not. But the ability to machine learn your facial expressions is uh, cap- is current technology. Okay, the gentleman that I referenced, I believe that's his specialty. Regarding his pay levels, and of course General Motors didn't get that, so the other company will be implementing that first uh likely so um and Ford nor Chrysler got it either by the way, uh just for everybody's edification uh I'm not gonna say who did, but uh the three Detroit three little weak on their offer uh, so uh Having said that, uh, we talked last week also about uh, the uh, General Motors Agreement, and I read paragraph two. I must say that I sort of left a little trap out there for all the contract mechanics out there that think they know what they're doing. Um, the end of paragraph two, I thought it was 2A, but it's actually in the two... It says, uh, this agreement shall be included after... This is the last sentence or so in paragraph two. This agreement shall be included after giving due consideration to any local wage classifications, rates, understandings, or practices a, as may exist. Um, in our opinion, after having discussed this at length and some with some other... Elected officials, uh, that are bargaining officials uh, and past bargaining officials, uh, they uh, are aghast at the fact that uh, local wage considerations and rates would be classification would be considered because this this language right here allows for whipsawing between the communities within the United States under this agreement. And Jeff is probably one of the most outspoken uh, opponents of whipsawing in our whole UAW, and he's gone on and discussed this at length, haven't you, Jeff?
0: Yes, I have, right.
1: Yeah, um, and this is something that, yeah, you've opposed this a lot, haven't you? Yeah, more, than, more than
0: twice.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Uh, I think you've actually put out some, some uh, written uh, statements on this as well. Uh, this was kind of a little bit of a trap for all of those contract mechanics out there. I kind of downplayed it and said, oh, this is just foundation to be able to expand here and there. But we knew that this local wage, classifications, rates, understandings, practices, as may exist, also are the foundation for whipsawing. So uh, I didn't get to it this week, as I promised some people in discussions, uh, but we'll have a resolution uh, on uh, workingforaliving.com uh, regarding the removal of any such language that localizes wage, classifications, rates, understandings, practices, uh, as may exist in the entire contract. Uh, and this is in all the contracts without question. Uh, and we'll, we'll sort of um, generalize it so everybody could use it in their own uh, corporation. Uh, but in the case of General Motors, and most especially paragraph uh, the language in the last sentence of paragraph two. So you see, we really have to pay real close attention when you're a contract mechanic. Now, this language might have been in there for a very long time. We don't care how long it's been in there. What we do know, it is the premise and the foundation for whipsawing, because this one paying less, and we'll use the work over there. no. They're going to be the same nationwide, nationally, okay? That keeps everybody at a good rate of pay. So if you go to work at General Motors, and we don't have them anymore, from janitor to skilled trades, anywhere in the nation, you make the same amount of money, okay? And we need to get the janitor back under the national uh, umbrella agreement. We did a whole show. On the importance of the umbrella agreement and how that needs to be uniform nationwide and how it should not be watered down in any way. We did a whole show on that early this year. It's very important, this umbrella agreement, because it's hard to get a new one. It's likely impossible to get an umbrella agreement on a new, new uh, corporation. Uh, that believe we believe the federal law that provided for that has been changed and, and now been omitted. That's our understanding. Is that right, Jeff? Uh,
0: that's correct.
1: Yeah, so, uh, so that's uh, that's something that's out there uh, that we want to protect, uh, and we certainly want to protect these wages. And I, I'm sure that Brother Brown and all of our supporters. Also agree. By the way, thank I no, just noticed the switchboard, and you know we don't advertise call in uh, necessarily because you know it does get you know pretty full uh, from time to time. And I got to tell you, there is just a uh, whole parcel of people in the switchboard. So we really appreciate those people in the switchboard listening. Uh, so uh, thank you for that. Uh, let's move on to paragraph three, and I really haven't read it, but we'll go through it here uh, with, you know, cold with everybody. Uh, this is for the General Motors Agreement, but they're, by and large, as everybody knows, nearly the same. So paragraph three, for the purposes of this agreement, the term employee shall include all production and maintenance employees and mechanical employees in, i got to turn the page here, Um, In in engineering department shops and in the bargaining units covered hereby, except employees of sales, accounting, personnel, and industrial relations departments superintendents and assistant superintendents, general supervisors, supervisors and assistant supervisors, and all persons working in a supervisory capacity, including those having the right to hire or discharge, and those whose duties include recommendations as to hiring or discharging, but not leaders, and those employees whose work is of a confidential nature, time study persons. Plant protection employees, but not to include employees assigned to maintenance patrol or fire patrol duties, all clerical employees, chief engineers, and shift operating engineers in power plants, designing with drawing boards, production, estimating, oh, productions, okay. Um, uh, estimating and planning engineers draft persons and detailers and detailers physicists that's draft persons and detailers physicists chemists metallurgists artists designer artists and clay plaster molders timekeepers technical school students and those technical or professional employees who are receiving training and kitchen cafeteria help So that's that's, uh, paragraph three. So I would encourage anybody that wants to review that and break it down, if they see anything that's necessarily a problem, uh, uh, you know, send us an email. And uh, right now the word production is uh, a little problematic in this, but we'll – We'll go over that and see if there's any any language. You see, every paragraph or nearly every paragraph has an umpire decision or a group of umpire decisions assigned to that. So we'll see if there's anything in paragraph 3 as well. So having said that, uh, that's the General Motors Agreement, paragraph 3. Uh, with that said, that's pretty much my report for this week. I think we uh, we covered a lot of stuff uh want to thank again we want to thank all the new so it's, it's very clear when we heard it up uh, that, uh our numbers really went went up pretty high uh, and our our last week's show is was as high as a show that we've ever had, and we've had them up there uh at the forty thousand listeners level so we uh not the two hundred that the other show used to get. Uh, I think there's been some algorithm changes in some of the other uh, calculations as well. So, but uh, our numbers are looking pretty good so that everybody knows our show is uh, pretty viable. We do not advertise. We don't get a nickel for this, neither Jeff or I, so that everybody knows, uh, you know, and neither does the dot .com com, uh, advertise anything, so... Um, we, we just do this gratis for you, the members. And this is information for and about you in the UAW and those that are non-union as well. Uh, we don't care if you're a union or non-union uh, or aspiring to be a union member, and there's a lot of those right now. Uh, so, um, you know, we're, we're all about trying to help you this isn't something that's about us you know obviously we uh some of us ran for office at the convention and uh, uh nobody uh, uh, no challenger was successful uh for a lot of reasons uh but uh, we we gave it our best and now we're here uh continuing on and i think everybody sees the value in that so and how hard this is to do for everybody so I, you know and jeff and i and others talk about this uh in advance of the the call uh or the show rather and uh so we we talk individually at this time so uh anybody that wants any input just feel free to give a give us a, a call or send us a message uh we know that there's uh, folks out there that, uh, that really appreciate this and continue to have input. So, we'd like to as well. So, anyhow, having said all of that, Jeff, do you have anything to talk about uh, before we close the show down a little early? <laughs> right. uh, yeah, right.
0: Just... <laughs> about the uh, website. Um, yeah. I hired it under Mazda. We had a, what they call the MOA. Uh, Modern operating agreement. We didn't have a lot of jobs that switched foraging and the price of plants have. We didn't have the cleaning department. We didn't have lawn care. Um, we had two classifications of skilled trades. That was it. Um, and in 2000, In 1997, when we became board members, but our company was still named Auto Alliance at that time, um, I was district rep. And I looked at the Ford agreement, and the first couple pages said that the company will not whipsaw one plant from another. So 2007 comes along, we no longer had that language in the in the fourth uh, contract because it's, our contracts are now called a COA, a competitive auto a competitive competitive operating agreement, which means that we are whipsawing each other again. Um, that really bothers me. Um, we had people come into our plant their home plants were closed down and, and pulled those over. They, you know, <clears throat> they wanted uh, jobs driving the Zambois, wash the floor, and they got really upset when I told them we never had it. You know, it was just what Mazda started with. Yeah, um, in the 2007 agreement, Ford had to uh, reduce the number of skilled trades classifications. They had over 107 different classifications, and one of them was they had one um, blacksmith left. So they had to keep it, that language, until he retired. 2007, they had one blacksmith. That's a long time. As for um, the reporter that was in town for a week, I did contact him throughout this past week, and he said that article will be ready sometime in October, and he will send me a uh, copy of it. Okay, good.
1: Okay, good. So when you first started, you said MOA, and, uh, and you got to a COA, Competitive Operating Agreement. But say that again. What's an MOA mean for the purposes of Mo- anybody not understand?
0: A Modern Operating Agreement. That was modern. Agreed to, yeah. When it came over, they didn't go to a. To, uh, Glass House, they went to Solidarity House and wanted a more uh, peaceful, or more contract-friendly fem- contract in that plant, and that was under the Beaver, so it was called a Modern Operating agreement.
1: And that was at Mazda? Right. That was, because your plant was first, it was Mazda when you hired in, and that's a brand new plant back then in the uh, mid-80s. I think they were looking for people in 83 and 84 to hire, and even 85 to hire in there. What You were one of the first members there. Uh, when, when did you hire in, Jeff? I hired in October 5th,
0: 87, 87. 87. I started hiring people in 86. Okay.
1: Yeah, I'm aware that they had some ads up out there. It must have been eighty five they had ads on, so yeah.
0: Yeah, they they um uh, had over a hundred thousand resumes and only picked three thousand people. Most of them Rebound. couldn't pass the uh drug test.
1: Yeah, that's sad too, you know. Uh this opioid thing. You know, everybody's worried about it, but a lot of the manufacturing plants are causing pain and, and distress to joints and things. People are being given opioids to mask that while they work, and then they take them off it and they turn to the black market to get them. That's what's going on? They need to they need to loosen these jobs up a little, and I hear that from a lot of people. They just need to loosen these jobs up. So. That a little takeoff on drugs, uh, they're all from what Jeff said. But uh uh so yeah, a modern operating agreement brought over by the the Japanese when they opened Mazda and and that was all UAW represented. That was in Flat Rock, Michigan, and then that uh was changed to Ford. And Ford is now uh, the company that does business there at the Flat Rock facility, and Jeff's been there uh, through both those companies, and and his pension transferred over to, for Ford from the uh, the Mazda facility because they had a pension defined pension plan. So he's all of his time uh, uh, transfers and is uh, applicable to his pension. So. Uh, that's that's good, you know, and it's too bad we don't have more defined pension plans because as this apex of the market built itself up, there's going to be a lot of people understanding the the um, error of having only 401K as a pension plan. There should be a defined pension plan for everyone that's in our plan, uh, the 15-page plan in U-A-W, or working for dot org forward slash plan uh so uh that being said jeff uh thanks for everything you've done and whole whole lifetime of your career i know you're getting ready to retire uh and hopefully you're not going to suffer in any of the the problems with this pension that money that all of us face uh so uh but uh you've been there since the beginning of this plant and you've done a lot of good work. You've been elected to, you know, committee, I believe shop committee, and at large executive boards. So you, you bring a lot of experience with you, brother. And uh, I hope that the listeners really appreciate everything that you bring. As we uh, formulate the show and present the show, Jeff has he's a world and a wealth of knowledge. So uh, we thank him for being, being on the show. Thanks a lot, Jeff, on a personal basis. You uh, I mean a lot uh, to the membership. Thank you. Having said that, uh, brother, uh, if you have anything else, uh, go ahead and say it. If if not, uh, I'll uh, go ahead and wrap up the show, and it's right at 8 o'clock. Uh, so if not hearing nothing, I'll say, you know, thanks, listeners, all the new listeners especially those around the globe that listen to us, all these other countries, and they're numerous. Uh, I think it's uh, the the, uh, the six, seven continents, obviously, and I think we have listeners in six, and um, Antarctica being the only one we don't have listeners in. Uh, so thank you for listening. Uh, um, we want to thank everybody uh, for uh, participating uh, in uh, and being an activist, if you are. and if you participate in any election, thank you for doing that. Uh, you know, a lot of people are taking a lot of heat at the federal level right now, and they're talking about security for every elected position nationwide now. Uh, it's getting really bad. We got to get back to let's let's take care of the people and stop this uh, special interest that's uh, that doesn't consider. All of us, and we need to get back to a living wage for everybody. Corporate America is making far too much, uh, and they're—you know—they're doing the same thing they did 20, 30, 40 years ago, and they aren't paying nearly the wages. So that's got to end. Uh, we'll, we'll work on that even more throughout the next few weeks. Yeah. Just being developed for it. Um, uh, thanks to our friends in Mexico that listen. Thanks to our friends in Canada. Uh, we hope that the trade agreements, uh, as bad as they are, get resolved in a positive ma- manner. Canada, we're not your enemy. Uh, you know, your brothers and sisters up there, literally auto worker brothers and sisters, that we've supported over the years and sent money when you are on strike. So, uh, a lot of money actually. Uh, we had a campaign. That people sent uh, a lot of money up there. So, thank you for everybody that did that as well. Uh, You know, thanks to each and every worker in the United States. Thank you to all the union members, especially our United Auto Worker members nationwide. Uh, Jeff, I want to say good night to you and good night, listeners, and we'll see you next week. Good night. Good night, everyone.